This message was recorded at Devoted, a Christ Central Festival for all the family. To find out more about Devoted, please visit devotedevent.org. Hello everybody. How are ya? Soggy? I've got my cup of tea here, so feeling nice and relaxed. My name, as you know, is Lou, short for Louise, and uh, I live in Brighton. I've got three kids, Jesse, who's 14, he's in here, but I won't point him out, you can see if you can recognise him. Um, I've got a girl called Ella, who's 11, and a boy called Jude, who's 8, and um, basically, I have been singing since I was about 7, and um, I just want to talk to you a little bit about... um, what I've done, not because I want to say this is who I am and what I've done, but really about dreams. Because I know you've been hearing a lot about actually um, that God's got a, a call for you in your life, haven't you? You've been talking about that this week. How many of you actually believe that? A few? Right. And how many of you actually know what you want to do so far? A few? Yeah. Okay. It's tricky, isn't it? It's tricky to know sometimes what you're, what you're going to be made for and, and have these big words. God's got a call for you on your life. And then you go, well, what, what does that mean and what does it look like and that sort of thing. So I just feel that I wanted to share with you something um, that will hopefully help you as you go back into school, back into um, college, that sort of thing. And um, I was in Spain um, last week and I saw this old couple and... Um, they were obviously together, but they were quite separate, right? And this old lady sat there, and she had a chair, and she sat there, and she looked very together. She, her hair was really beautiful, and she looked perfect in her swimsuit. She was probably in her 60s, 70s. She was, you know, on the older side of things. And uh, she was reading this art book. It was really thick. And I thought, oh, she looks like she's, she looks like she's pretty sorted. Because she looked like she had it all right. And then her husband came, and he... And he dotted along and he put down his art things and he sat not very close to her which made me a little bit sad and they did his artwork and um and he and then he finished painting and put it down and then he potted off again and they kind of represented two two different kind of approaches as they approached the 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 swimming pool now you're not supposed to judge what you see but there are just all sorts of things you know I'm a people watcher I like to see what people are going I like to see you know I don't know if you see people that look like each other or families, I'm I'm nosy. And I was watching them and wondering, I wonder what their life's about. And I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me with a word that was just says, and then what? And I thought, well, what does that mean, God? And then what? And I felt these guys, I don't know their story. I don't know what life they've had. I don't know whether they've fulfilled everything they wanted to fulfill, whether they've had loads of money or no money. I don't know whether they've had lots of tragedy or they've had a really great life and nothing has ever gone wrong for them. I don't know any of that. And, and basically, our lives can encompass all those things. We can have good bits. We can have bad bits. We can have highs. We can have lows. We can have wealth. We can have poverty. But then what? What does it all mean? What does it all what, what, what comes out of that? And I felt God just really prompt me to bring to you about encouraging you that you are light carriers and that you want to store up treasure in on earth. Because it's really easy to get everything you could possibly want on earth, but actually when you die, it just gets burned up. It says it perishes. So how do we build something that lasts, something that matters? So whether you've got lots of money and you've got everything beautiful or whether you haven't, 
How do we make sure that what we're doing lasts? Now, I was writing down a few thoughts um, with Nath, and he said, well, you've got to make sure that they know they don't have to be church leaders to know that you, you, met, you do something important. All of you have got a gift. You've got something special that God has put inside of you. Whether you're good at working with cars, whether you're good at with numbers, whether you're good with um, a paintbrush, dance, whether you're good at songwriting, whether you want to be a teacher, whether you want to be a doctor, you know, there's a whole wealth here of, of people. All of you guys have been given something extraordinary that only you can do. Because it says in the Bible that we all have a part to play, right? So I wonder what your gift is. What's your gift? Just take a moment to think about it. What do you think you're really good at? Apart from, well, you can say you're gaming. One of my boys says, I'm going to do gaming. I'm going to be a YouTuber. Great. Maybe that's what you want to do. What do you want to do? What do you think you're really, really good at? Anyone got any ideas? You don't have to shout it out. I just want you to take a moment and think, what am I really good at? Because that's part of working out who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be. Okay, anyone got any thoughts about what you're good at? Do you know what you're good at? Do you know what you're good at? You don't have to tell me. You don't. You're good at playing the clarinet. Do you think you want to do that for your life? No. Um, do you, is there anything else that you think you're good at? Athletics, nice. That's good, so you're going to do sport when you're older. Maybe not, maybe not full time, but you're going to do it. So part of who God has made you, you know, all the good things about you is important, right? So when I was younger, I used to sing a lot. I sang in church when I was seven. I grew up in a Baptist church. So like the girl that was reading the testimony, I didn't really spirit. it. It was like you became a Christian. The Holy Spirit confirmed that, but that was all I really knew about the Holy Spirit. But I loved to sing and I loved to tell people about Jesus. And so... That was what I knew. I dreamed about that. I didn't grow up in a church environment where there was even musicians or bands at the front or there was worship music like we have now. None of that. I just knew that I loved to sing and I wanted to tell people about Jesus. And so throughout my life, God has allowed doors to open, right? So I was in bands and then I was in choirs and then I went and worked for Youth for Christ and then I went to Brighton and joined a band there and we went and traveled around all sorts of places, um, gigging, leading worship, doing all that sort of thing and now I'm still allowed to do it even though I've got and lots of other stuff going on in my life I'm still allowed to sing right so I've got this dream I've had this dream of being able to tell people about Jesus but this phrase and then what really matters because if if all I'm doing is just fulfilling what I'm made to be and then it stops there that's not enough actually because all of that can still perish but what we want to do is make sure that when we're doing what we're doing, we're doing faith. We want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. And we want to make sure that we're building. It says storing up treasure in heaven rather than on earth. So I think when I think about the things that make me not want to keep going with what I do or make me feel tired or maybe anxious or feel. One of those things is comparison. It's really easy to compare yourself to other people. So there's always going to be people that are better than you at what you do, unless you're really, really top of the game. And then when you are top of the game, actually, you, you can then still come out with, and then what? Now what? Or you can have other people that will still beat your record at some point. Okay, there's always going to be people that are better than you. And there's always going to be people that are probably not quite as good as you at what you do. All right? So God calls us not to compare ourselves and look to the left or look to the right. 
But he says, what have I made you to do? What is your lane? What is your path? Where do I want to take you? What dreams do I want to give you? That aren't anyone else, not about what anyone else has. It's about what you have. And comparison for us is a massive thing, right? Because we have things like Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, where everybody's lives look perfect, don't they? We make sure that we've got the right angle, everything looks really good, makeup's done, eyelashes are on, nails are perfect, whatever it might be. We, we put over this persona that we are perfect in every way. I mean, what we, we sell people what we want them to hear, but what that does is it causes us to compare it's like, oh, well, she looks really good today and I don't really feel that great. Or he looks like he's really winning at this and I'm still like trying really hard to, to do what I'm supposed to do. Now, obviously, I'm an to you, but there are moments where I've had to look. I've looked at the left and right and thought, oh, well, why are they selling more albums than I am? Or why is their song more popular than my songs? Or all sorts of things like that that can kind of show their ugly head and kind of give you a little poke. And at that point, you can either go, well, what those things are doing is more important, so I'm just going to keep trying as hard as I can to beat them. I'm going to try and beat, be the best with the songs, and I'm going to try and sell as many albums, and I'm going to strive, strive, strive. Or I come back to the point of saying, no, God, this is what you've called me to do, and so I'm going to rest in that first. Do I want to sell lots of albums? Sure. Do I want to gig lots of massive venues? Sure. Do I want to go travel the world? Do I want all those things? Love it. All right, But actually, I've got to go after what God wants first and believe that he has the best for me and trust him in that first and not compare. So that when you do succeed, my value is not in um, that success. My value is in who God says I am. And if you fail, my value is not in the failure, which we all fail, right? We all get things wrong or we'll dream for things that don't quite come through. My value is still not in that. My value is in who Jesus says I am and, and living and running and being obedient to him. So I just want to encourage you today, when you're thinking about what you're dreaming for, when you're going for these great, remember that you want to hear first what God says over you, not what other people say over you. Does that make sense? And so when you're doing that, I've, I've, we were over there praying, right? I think that this year, God wants to encourage you to be expectant for more, okay? And what I mean by that is we go into school, we kind of keep our heads low, we try and survive, we do the best we can do, um, and we try to be good Christians, if, if that's what you, you feel like when you go into school, whatever. Make the right choices, make sure you don't swear too much, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but actually, this year, you could go in with an expectation that God has more for you and he can impact your friends in a greater way. Because we like carriers, we all carry Jesus in us. Okay, so rather than going in and seeing your friend really having a, a crappy life at home, or maybe there's stuff going on, they're being beaten up. Maybe there's stuff going on with drugs at school. Maybe there's all sorts of stuff like that. Actually, and going, I don't know what I can do. I believe that you could go in and start praying for that friend, start praying for change, and actually believe God for change. Because you, if you are a believer in Jesus now, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and you can now have the power to see change. Does that make sense? So I, I don't know. Have you got any friends at school at the moment that you think, man, I really want to see something different for them. Like there's an ache in you. Like there's stuff that they do online. Maybe there's stuff that's going on in their home. Maybe there's stuff that's, um, you know, you know that doesn't feel right. You might not even know all the details. 
but actually there's something you want to see change about. Can anyone tell me if there's anyone? You don't have to tell me what it is, but have you, can you think of anyone that you'd love to see the Holy Spirit impact this year? Anyone? Can anyone think of that? Put your hands up if you can. Yeah? Okay. How many believe you, of you believe that Jesus can actually change their lives? Okay. What I want us to do right now is I want us to pray for them. Because I've, one thing I've learned this year is that prayer changes everything. The starting point is prayer. That's where, that's where the warfare happens. That's where the battle happens is in prayer. And then God brings change outside of that. So this year, I want you to pray for your friends and believe for breakthrough and believe for change. Not because you're getting it all right. Not because you say everything right. But actually because Jesus wants to change their lives. And you have a part to play in that. So can we just take a couple of minutes right now just to pray for those friends. You can do it quietly. You can do it loudly. Um, But let's just take a moment and ask God to sow a seed for some change when we get into school and college when we go back Jesus we know that you came to save us we know that you actually started the whole ball rolling it wasn't us coming to you and then you decided to show up but you initiated you started things by coming to earth to save us we believe that you have deposited your spirit in us We believe that as a result, we can live different lives. We can be free. We can be whole. We can have peace as we go into difficult situations. But we also believe, God, that as people who carry your presence, wherever we go, we can see change happen. So, God, I want to pray for faith right now, for change as they go back to school. That it's not just about in our home, it's not just about us, but it's actually about seeing our friends' lives changed. We want to pray for those that are in troubled and difficult home lives. We want to ask you, Jesus, that you will um, come to them and bring them peace. We pray, God, you tell us that you're a shield and a protector. And we want to ask that you will come and be a shield and a protector for um, guys and girls that are in difficult situations. We want to pray for those that are struggling with addiction, whether it's drugs, alcohol, on things that are actually destroying them and not giving them life. God, we don't want to settle for that to be it. We don't want to settle that that's what they're made for. We believe they're made for something better, something greater than being stuck and trapped. And so we want to pray, Holy Spirit, for you to come and set our friends free from addiction We want to pray, Jesus, that you will shine brighter and be more glorious than what those things seem that they are. They look like they're shiny. They look like they have something to offer and actually eat away and destroy. But you, Jesus, shine brighter and you actually give life. And so I want to pray, Jesus, for friends' lives who are addicted to these things to be turned around. We want to pray, Jesus, for those friends who um, are maybe caught up in thinking that the only way they can be loved, the only way they can be accepted is is if they look the right way or they they post the right pictures or they send out the the wrong messages, God. And yet we know, God, that you created every one of them. You formed them in their mother's womb. You gave them a name. You designed them that they are beautiful because they're made in your image and your image alone. So we want to pray, God, for change. We want to pray for revelation and understanding. We don't have to be 
loved by other things, but we need to be first loved by you. That our beauty does not come through all that stuff. Our acceptance does not come through all that stuff, but actually it comes through you. Amen. Now, I also felt as that girl was talking. Sorry, I've forgotten your name. What is it? Miriam. Oh, yeah. Mizza? Mazza? Mizza? What you Mizza? Mizza, Mizza. Sorry, Mizza, wherever you are. Um, about the Holy Spirit. Spirit, it can be a bit scary. How many of you are in churches where the Holy Spirit is talked about? That's good. And how many of you get it? Yeah? Good. So the Holy Spirit is somebody who actually is a helper. It's like Jesus' Spirit on earth in us. Right? So it's not something to be scared of, but he's there to help us. And that means that he helps show us stuff from the Bible. It means it, he helps us to um, overcome So when we're facing difficult challenges, when we're facing difficult things, actually the Holy Spirit is there to help us. And so I just want to pray again. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and deposit that understanding in you because I need the Holy Spirit every single day. I need his revelation. I need his joy. I need his power. I need his wisdom. And I can't do it on my own. And so I have this incredible opportunity to chat to to God by the Holy Spirit. I have this incredible opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit what God thinks about things. I have the incredible opportunity to say, yeah, what, what are you saying about this for my friends or that sort of stuff? And so that, we need the Holy Spirit to do that too. So I want us now just to close our eyes and we're going to open up our hands and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Unless you feel like you don't need him or you've got enough of him, then you don't have to do it. God, we're, thank you, we don't, really, we don't need music to be playing in the back. We need to have set ourselves up in this right place before we can ask you to come because we already are welcome. There's nothing between us now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our gift, that Jesus said he would leave you for us so that we can know God's mind, we can know God's heart, we can know God's power. I thank you that you are God. And so, Holy Spirit, I want to pray for these guys right now, these girls, that they will be empowered by you, that they will have a deeper understanding and a deeper revelation. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't even do it by we can't do it because of our minds choosing it. It has to be by the power of the Spirit, first of all. So I pray, Holy Spirit, for a mighty deposit today, just as the rains are pouring come and fill us again we need you we need you to understand what you being the rock actually means we need you to know what it means when we can be free and not trapped in stuff we need you to help us understand the heart of God we need you to reveal the love of God to us We need your wisdom. We need your power. We need your strength. I thank you that we don't come to a God who's made of stone or wood. We don't come to a God who's cold, distant. But we come to a loving God who once again came to us first. I thank you that, Holy Spirit, we don't have to try and catch you somehow. 
hopefully will find you today. But you are already living and active and breathing inside of us. Surprise us, Holy Spirit. Because this is real. We need you. There's a lot of stuff going on that is very unclear and difficult and challenging. And we need you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, I want to thank you that we are all carriers of you. I thank you that we don't have to look to the left or the right to know who we are. We don't have to prove ourselves. We don't have to want what other people have because it's not ours. But you have something unique for each and every person in this room. I thank you that you call us not to compare but to prefer. Which means to cheer other people on even when they seem to be doing better than we are doing. I thank you that we don't have to want what other people have because you have great things in store. I thank you that you're trustworthy. We're hearing today how other people can let us down. They can can do stuff that we weren't expecting. And what happens? Does our world fall apart? We come to a God who's trustworthy, who never turns his back, who never runs away, who never, ever fails who always has a plan. I thank you that in a world that tells us how we should be and how we should prove ourselves and be reliant upon ourselves, you call us to be reliant on you first. And I thank you for this potential in this room. So much potential. I thank you that we don't have to wait to be grown-ups to see change, wait till we get to university or get married or whatever it might be to actually see change but I thank you for the potential right now right here in this room to know you to love you and then to love others and see your life poured into their lives and I want to pray God I want to pray next year when I come I'll hear story after story of things that you have done that that surprised them We want, to pre- we want to pray for our friends that they will get saved, that they will be rescued from a life of death to a life of life. We want to pray that they will know what it is to have all their sins forgiven. What that feels like, it's incredible. We want to pray for stories of healing. I thank you that you're the healer. I want to pray for these guys to have faith and boldness to pray for their friends for sickness to go. And not in our own strength. Not because we're trying to prove to you we love you. Not because we want to just get it right. But because you are great and we trust in you and the promises you have for our friends. And the promises you have for us. I ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sorry, next year I've already given a little dig because I quite like to come and actually share a proper preach with you, but I didn't have time to prepare one. So that's why it's a bit more kind of ad hoc and just a bit more chatty about stuff, thoughts that's been going on in my mind.
Um, but next year, I want to come with something that God's going to give me for you guys to deposit something in you. I really believe that. And I believe that today, you know, if you take hold of this, if you take hold of these truths of not comparing yourself and of knowing who you are in Jesus and of building into that relationship rather than what the world has to offer, you're going to see great things in your lives. I really want to hear stories next year of stuff that's happened when you've actually taken a step of faith, prayed for your friends, whether it's like right in front of them or whether it's in your bedroom or around the park or whatever. But change happens when we do that. So I'm going to kind of make you a deal that next year I want to hear lots of stories. Is that all right? Is that good? Great. So then we're going to have a few questions. Text to questions. A bit scary. Hi. Yeah, why don't you ask me? Cool. Just be nice. (laughs) Well, don't worry. Um, So we've got a lot of questions about the the Holy Spirit. Oh, good. Uh, Yeah. Hopefully I can answer them. (laughs) Um, So the first one... Stand up so you don't feel like you have to sit on the floor. (laughs) Um, The first one is, how does the Holy Spirit help guide us? Okay, well, the Holy Spirit is God. Sometimes we talk about his presence or we talk about... Um, we almost make the Holy Spirit an object but actually the Holy Spirit is God and so therefore he knows God it says in the Bible that he has the mind he knows the mind of God but he also knows us because he's living inside of us and so the Holy Spirit is there to reveal who God is and us by bringing revelation of who God is he helps us by actually empowering us so we talked you, you prayed in your prayer didn't you about the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in us. So that's basically the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, when Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't just kind of like wake up and decide to rise up. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. It was like the Father, the Son, and the Spirit made this game plan. I'm going to make a people. They're going to mess up. They're not going to do well. We're going to have a game plan ready to save them and rescue them so they can still come back and be ours. But that was the three of them together. So it took all three of them to make that happen. And the Holy Spirit's part in that was to help Jesus on the earth, but also it was to raise him from the dead. And so that power, the same power that raised him from the dead, is now living and breathing and working in you. So that's another way you can help us. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. Um, This is a question I've often come across. Um, and it's, what can you do if you ask for the Holy Spirit to come, but every time you do, it doesn't? Okay. Firstly, it's not an it, it's a he. So again, the Holy Spirit is a person, all right? It's not just this kind of floating thing, object that's around. The Holy Spirit is a person. And so he, he reveals himself to us, and he can talk to us through pictures. So like today... There was a tongue, wasn't there, and an interpretation. So they would have felt an emotion, but they probably would have seen something as well. So the Holy Spirit can reveal himself through how things we see. Um, he can prompt something in our hearts. So like when I was seeing that, that old couple and having a little chat to myself and God about what was going on, there was a prompting there of the Holy Spirit speaking to me in that way. So I think sometimes we think that when we ask for the Holy Spirit, what that means is then that we must shake or fall over or some kind of physical experience, yeah? But actually, 
that's only part of it. So sometimes we do feel a physical experience, but not all the time. And some people I know that would say that they've never felt that as such. But actually, they've, they've known something in their hearts to have shifted. They've known something in their hearts to have changed. So I would encourage you, if you feel like you haven't felt the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean he's not in you. If you've asked the Holy Spirit to come, he's come. Now, you can ask him to show, show that he's come, because there's something about the fact that I know that we need to know, don't we, sometimes? It's not just like this cold relationship. Well, I've always got to trust. I've always got to believe. I've never experienced it. So I would say, if you've asked the Holy Spirit to come, he has come. But if you need to experience it, then ask him and say, Holy Spirit, I know you're on me. I know you're in, but I don't feel it yet. So please, can you show yourself and let me feel you? Sometimes that can be through a warm feeling. Sometimes it can be through hearing a voice. Sometimes it can be through a picture. You just, um, God might give you a picture of something that will make you feel an emotion. So there's all diff- sorts of different ways that God connects with us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Ace, amazing. Um, this next one is about calling. So how do we know it is God that is calling us and it's not from someone else? And I think an add-on to that is what advice would you give someone who feels they are called to something but might not have passed the GCSEs or the qualifications to get to that? Okay, so uh, firstly, I think, um, how do you know it's God's called you? I think what you've got to know is, again, if you are a Christian and the Holy Spirit now lives in you, you are now a person of the Spirit. So actually, it's not some, sometimes we make it out to be this big mystery. Like, oh man, am I doing the right thing? Where am I going, God? Holy Spirit, guide me. It must be like this, it must be like that. No, you're a person of the Spirit, and it's given you a mind, okay? And it's given you gifts. And so sometimes we can overcomplicate things, all right? Actually, those things can be really simple. It's like, my son is gifted in music. Is it because... I'm gifted in music, possibly. Uh, but actually, I think he's got a calling on his life to do music somehow. Now, does he need to go and spend time waiting on God just to double check? It can help. It's good to b- bring your gifts before God. But actually, um, you, if, you, if you're a believer in Jesus, then you have the Holy Spirit in you and you're a person of the Spirit. So you can make good choices because that's what the Holy Spirit helps us to do. Now, there are moments when you need to have conviction particularly on, um, in, in areas of vacation where it might be more challenging or things like, um, I don't know, for us, for instance, um, money was quite difficult at times because I basically earn my money through singing. So if you don't get enough gigs or you don't do this, you have to really provide for you. Or if other people are really succeeding and flying and you feel like, oh man, I'm really suck at this right now. Um, actually, you've still got to come back to that conviction of, no, but this is what you've called us to do and we're going to be obedient to that, even if everything else looks not quite in keeping with it. So having conviction about your calling is really helpful. Um, but again, it depends on what kind of calling you have. But I think knowing that if you're passionate about something, like if you're a teacher, if you love to teach kids, you know, then go for it. God will use you in that work environment with the way you hold yourself, with the way you carry yourself, with the way you care for people, the way you are in the, um, you know, in the, in the staff room when you're chatting, that sort of thing. God can those moments. Um, in terms of GCSEs and passing, I guess probably if, you've got, if you're in a good relationship with your mum and dad, then they can help support you. Because my mum and dad, they knew, I mean... 
we, I came from a village. There was no way that I should sing. You know, there was no links. There were no connections. I didn't have a great way in. I didn't have a great door. But my mum and dad knew that I should sing. I knew, I knew I should sing. And so they supported me even when it didn't make sense. And so I would say, if you haven't passed the right GCSEs yet for what you want to do, try again. And if your mum and dad are supporting you in that, that's really helpful. If ever you shouldn't do that, then it is worth considering, am I going after some, why am I going after this dream? You know, is it because I actually know this is who I'm made to be? Or is it because that looks really good and everyone else else's life looks like that? So sometimes people can strive after something that's not theirs. So I think, come back to the drawing table and go, is this what I really want to do? Talk to your mum and dad. Take advice from youth leaders that sort of thing. People are there to help us as well. We don't have to make it all about us having to decide in our own little corner. But actually, we've got friends and family around us to help us in that. Um, and I think this is going to be the last question before I invite Matt up to lead us for a few songs. Um, and it says, what about if you have who are doing bad things like smoking? If you're still with them but not doing it, are you still shining? I think referring to when you say we have a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Totally. You are totally shining a light. Um, and I would just say, if, they're, if you're with friends that are actually, um, they're actually drawing you in and it's not doing you good, then I would encourage you to step back for a bit. But if you feel like you can handle the pace and you can actually, you can stand your ground without judging, without kind of like, you know, pointing a finger or whatever, but you can love those friends and you can hang out with them and they're not causing you to walk down with them then you are shining a light if you know the reality is guys you know if if you're with mates that are showing you porn all the time and you're laughing about it and you're mucking about it's not doing you any good so you have to say i'm not going to look at that or i can't hang out with you because it's not doing me good does that mean we can't be friends with non-christians absolutely not loads of my mates are non-christians but I think you've got to know what is actually healthy for you and how you can kind of how you can cope in those environments. If you're with a bunch of girls that all they all they care about is what they look like, and and you're, but you're happy and you're secure in who you are and you can just be who you are with them. Great, just keep being you. Keep showing them that you doesn't just come in what you look like. I care about what I wear. I care about what I look like. So I, it's important to take care of yourself. But your value doesn't come in that. So if you can stay in that environment and, and hang out with them, but if it actually makes you feel like, actually, I've got to now prove myself, I'd say, is, are they the best friends for you? You know, find other people that maybe you can connect with in a different way. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, no, that's I'm not great. a youth leader. Am I saying everything okay? <laughs> no, that's As a really mum, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> that's really cool. Thank you very much, Lee. All right. Um, do you want to give Lou a round of applause? Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, I feel like a lot's been shared this morning, um, and there's a lot that we could respond to, both about um, God being our rock and in tough circumstances, and also about the Holy Spirit as well. Yeah. Um, and we, we're not going to solve all these issues in our, the next 10 minutes for sure, and that's why we're here. So please just grab anyone in a blue T-shirt um, throughout the rest of this day to talk about anything that we've mentioned, anything that Lua shared. Um, but I think for now it would be good if we could all just stand and just take a moment reflecting.
Can I just say one more thing? I just feel like, you know, you guys need to know that God is for you. You know, we, we sing it, don't we? He's for, he actually is, all right? You're on the winning side, but he's for you. He wants you to win. He loves you, and he wants you to win. He didn't just do it so that, that you could kind of meet the mark and keep ticking off lists and become a Christian. He did it because he loves you, and he wants you to win. He's cheering you on. He's going, yes, come on. You need to know that today.